with your blah blah friends. And then, uh, yeah, so I like to play the theme music and then unceremoniously come in in media res. Uh, like we're on a TV show, and you're like, oh my god, this character is shot and in a grave? How does that happen? And, well, three weeks earlier, <laughs> we're gonna find out. Yeah, yeah, so, what you're, so what you're doing is the, the Halloween story episode when Abed starts singing the whole song. Yes. And Pierce says, why are you singing the whole song, Abed? And he says, well, wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't turn it on, right, when the news yeah, thing's we have on. To, but that's just, that's, our, that's inorganic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's out of... Uh, it's out of place. Basically, you're you're blaming our listeners for not tuning in. At exactly, the right you should have turned your radio <laughs> dial in. If you were listening to the radio, okay, the radio is not going to wait for you. If it's nine oh five, you've missed the intro to Delilah, and you're just not going to get that time back. <laughs> I saw something. I saw something that was like, oh my god, it was like, man, I wish that there was like a way that we could listen to like podcasts, but like it's constantly live and it's always going. And so I was like, dude, that's that is the radio. That's the radio you stopped. That is the radio, dude. Yeah. Although I will Podcasts say, came here is I think Netflix or Hulu or whoever Disney should add a feature that there's just like Netflix channel and there's just always something playing there. So when you're like, I don't know what the fuck I want to watch, but I want to watch something. Oh, this is fucking. You genius, can just go actually. on to Netflix channel and maybe it's showing like episode three of uh, Tall Girl. Or whatever, and then you're like, "Well, dang, maybe I mm-hmm. want to go back and start Tall Girl because I never would have watched it." They should just her. have anthologized. They should just have anthologized genre-specific channels. You should be able to go Ooh. to the originals. You should be able to go to the originals channel exactly. and be able to watch an episode of every original until you find mm-hmm. one you go, "I like that," and then continue. Yes. And then so, of their sci-fi Netflix. show catalog, like all of their yeah. yeah. That's absolutely Net- thing. Turn Netflix into network TV. What would they call it? Network? Yes. Yeah. Net. Nerdflix. Nerds. Work. Work. Netflix. Nerdworks. You, tur- you turn on Nerdworks <laughs> and you. I'm not saying all of Netflix should be a TV channel, but there should just be some bar at the top that it's like, now playing Witcher episode four. And maybe you just oh, click guys. on and it's just happening and you're like. Oh, maybe I, I want to like title. start this show. This seems interesting because okay. so many of my favorite shows, yeah, I like walked in on some random ass episode, and I was like, "Shit, maybe yeah, I yeah. am gonna watch all of Lost." And then I did. You know, that's yeah. That's how I ran into Supernatural. Is it was on one day in college, and I was like, "I'll watch some of this," and it was okay for the first six <laughs> seasons. And then they made um, forty-seven more seasons of Supernatural. Just kept going. Uh, I, f- I know the title for this Netflix service. No. Tell me. Wetflix. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because it's network flicks. It's, it's wetflix. Wet ne- I'm bad at naming conventions. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Jetflix, which is the channel that makes the shows go very fast. So on those shows... No, Jetflix is what private air- is what airlines can, oh, can, can okay, pay for. Okay. okay. <laughs> Damn. Jet. Yeah, if you're on so a transit, get us in the boardroom transit- I do want a Netflix. I want a an option on those slow fucking shows like Love, where you're like, I've watched four episodes of this show and absolutely nothing has happened. I nothing, nothing has happened. I've watched an entire movie worth of this show and nothing has happened. I would like the option to watch the fast version of Netflix's Love. Starring, of course, Community's own Gillian Jacobs. 1.25 speed? Yes. (laughs) Would it be at 1.25 speed, or would it be kind of like those, the, like, every time someone says the word love, it doubles Oh, a B-movie meme sort of trick. (laughs) I... Yeah, exactly. hmm, Okay, I want, I want all of, every Netflix original, with the exception of, like, BoJack and Glow, I want them to make a version that is we cut out all the slow bad parts that don't need to be in this show and so suddenly netflix's love becomes a very interesting cute 90 minute movie instead of 13 half hour episodes (laughs) in which they feel no need for anything to happen can we tell in a quarter of the amount of time also are we getting another season of glow yeah we're getting one last season Season four is yeah, the good. final. And, uh, good, yeah, good. Glow I need it. I might need be the best show on that whole damn platform. 
Oh, well, they're losing oh, Alice so, and Brie to Marvel. Uh, uh, Le- Legend says, but nothing has been officially confirmed. Is she in Eternals, or is she one of those? No, in the Marvel's Marvel's looking for an Alice and Brie type to play She-Hulk, and Alice and Brie was like, I mean, I you know, why not? Me? My show is over. <laughs> I'll do uh, it. Oh shit, Alice and Brie as She-Hulk. I mean, personally, personally, I want a trans woman to play She-Hulk because She-Hulk is typically very highly revered in the trans community as representing sure, that kind sure. of thing. That's like a That's thing. I'd love to have a trans woman play She-Hulk. Never address that she's a trans woman. Just have it for the sake of sure. having it, you know? Yeah, Don't change sure. the plot line too much. I mean, I, look, I'm all for a trans plot line, but if we're mm-hmm. trying to like just like integrate, just throw her in there. You know, why not? For sure. For sure. The actress would definitely get what it would be like to turn into, you know, for feeling like this beastly form and how that affects femininity. Like, the perspective would be spot it would, on. It would be perfect. That's why it won't happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> how dare you shadow yeah, my That's why it won't dreams. happen. It'll, people... Call me Jake Gyllenhaal played Prince Destin and Prince of Persia. Hollywood won't do what makes sense. They did sense it at the last it. possible time. I like to think Feige tries a little bit to kind of go he against does. the grain. He's better than that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I like to... I, I like to trust Feige. Hey, I liked Prince of Persia, but I was young and my my guilt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was Jake's very brief attempt to be an action star, a leading man, and that window closed as quickly as it opened. And then he decided, "I'm a weirdo. I'm a professional weirdo, and I'm gonna go do weirdo stuff." And then he came back to action in Spider-Man. So. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He just well, came back. He does. He everyone does a, but his a character villain in Spider-Man role. was built on not actually fighting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, <laughs> his villain in Spider-Man was yeah. like, "It's not really me. I'm just." Smart. And in the end, he did just kind of play he a weirdo. He just kind of played yeah. a weirdo. Exactly. In between, like Nightcrawler mm-hmm. and the John Mulaney special, and fucking Oakja. If you've ever oh seen my God. fucking um, Oakja, Oakja is right. incredible. What's the What's the movie he's in where he's got a double? <sighs> Because that movie's fucking uh, weird. Mm, yes, that one is enemy. There were a couple that very movie similar in- movies that came out around the same time. Uh, but Jake Gyllenhaal was almost so Spider-Man smart. back in the day. This was his big, oh his big God. roundabout after Tobey Maguire like broke his well, fucking back in, in Sea Biscuit and almost didn't come back for <clears throat> Spider-Man Two. Jake was the guy that they're like, well, if we need to make Spider-Man Two without Toby, we're gonna get Jake. And uh, Jake, uh, that would have been so. They strange. never took Jake off the bench, but now he gets he got to play Mysterio, and he is the best part of that. Oh, and he's he's one hundred percent not dead either. Well, oh, I was just about to ask. Broad lore is he actually dead? Because he, they, I mean, they had a fake out death and then yeah. a real death. Would they would? I mean, okay, Marvel Comics would definitely be like <laughs> he's actually not dead. Would they pull that shit on cinematic? Why universe? not? I don't even. I don't even think they've said he's actually. I don't even have to think they'd have to say he's actually not dead because, like, the end of that movie makes it very clear he recorded something we never saw in a moment of time that never took place. Right. Yeah, he's he's well, the no, fuck around. They also they also implied that his whole plot was no matter what I will be forever. So in when I saw that I was like this was pre-recorded because as like a as like a like a if something goes wrong. Let's just have it yeah. in, in the back. Or it was post recorded because they have the ability to create illusions. So they could have just filmed this. They the potential for Mysterio is that he could continue to exist with the with in the actual guy being dead the whole time. Mm. Because okay. Mysterio so, never has to be touched. To right. Be, so Mysterio's mask. So Mysterio isn't dead, but. The guy, um, like the guy behind the mask, is he dead? Because you know the whole thing was like Spidey got his spider senses back, and then he shot him. Which is, kind of, does Spider Man typically shoot people? Is that Spider Man didn't shoot him? Yeah, he did. No, Spider Man kicked one of his drones at him that ended up shooting him, and then Spider Man went to shoot him, and he caught the gun, and was like, "I, oh. I don't, you don't trick me anymore." Yeah, oh. it was a yeah. Spider Man didn't shoot him. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Precious Tom, Precious Tom Holland didn't no. shoot him. Also, was one of his creations, which could also have fake shot him. So exactly, this is of course. Who knows? I feel like that would who be knows? a lot of retcon. 
Hey, you can you can or do it. Welcome to comics. Welcome you. to comics. Yeah, Batman's sure. dad is alive and a bad guy. Superman's dad is alive and a bad guy. <laughs> Welcome to comics, where everyone's dad is alive and a bad guy. Uh, this is a Batman's dad. Batman's dad. His dad is Batman, and his mom is the Joker. That's also that's a story also line. a storyline. And oh, I and love it's, those. And they're they're all uh, so good. This is, of course, a podcast where we talk about the American television show Community, uh, Advanced Community Studies. Uh, today we cover episodes three and four of Community. I I'm doing this to the camera, I like that we're streaming it. We're, we're not. not. Sorry. It's okay. I am, of course, uh, one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I would like a birthday cake. <laughs> Good. Nice. Oh shit! I didn't think about it. Okay. Wow, we. Hi, uh, is it me? Uh, hi, I'm Jace. I use they them pronouns, and um, I apparently sneeze like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Caleb, but for this episode, because I'm brown, you can call me Gooby Nazar. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Weezer? What? Wait, what is that reference? Gooby Nader is uh, Abed's dad's name. Wait, did they say that? Yeah, his name it is. Was not in this. Yeah. Not in this episode, but later. It is. Uh, it is later he revealed that Shirley his name says, is Gooby. His name is Gooby Nather, and she says, "Bless you." And he's like, "No, that's my name." <laughs> oh God. Uh, yep. Uh. Exceptional stuff. Uh, so let us begin <laughs> uh, this evening's discussion with uh, episode three, introduction to film, directed by Anthony Russo, the other one, uh, uh, written by uh, <laughs> Tim Hobart. And uh, if IMDb loads, it is also written by John Pollock. Uh, in this Ooh. episode, of course, uh, Jeff and several others take uh, what seems to be a blow-off class from Professor Whitman, uh, who believes himself to be a <laughs> dead poet society in which they have to seize the day. Uh, also, uh, Britta decides to fund uh, Abed taking a, an introductory <laughs> film course that his dad does not want him to take, and Abed takes her for everything that she's worth <laughs> <laughs> and also Troy can't sneeze. That's our that's our third. <laughs> he can't sneeze like a man. Uh, I Troy, I just Troy to sneezes say. like a girl. But I found you like a boy. That didn't come out. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> I, I just the whole Troy sneeze, like whenever I fondly reminisce on the show, that's one of the first things that always comes to mind because the what like the first time I watched it, I Lost my damn mind from Pierce coming down. He's got the two soda cans very intentionally puts one one down first and then the second one and looks at Troy like this one's for you. And then when he reaches for it, goes, no, no, they're both for me. <laughs> and that's how the scene starts. And that kind of attention to detail, that kind of like uh, intentionality, I crave it. I crave it, and it was fulfilled, and it's just yet another moment of me going, oh, you know, Chevy Chase still has some pretty decent, you know, acting moments going on. Those sneezes are prime. They're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty good. You know? He's still got My, the timing. Uh, the reason I remember, I, I also remember this episode first, but the reason I remember this episode first when thinking back to Community is because I think it's one of the best cold opens of the show because it starts with that with Jeff in uh, Whitman's class and then it rolls into the study room <laughs> where Abed wants to take film but can't <clears throat> and Britta offers to pay for it and then Shirley says isn't his dad a hardcore Muslim you could get your head cut off with a salami sword to which Annie replies that's the most racist thing I've ever heard <laughs> and Jeff says Pierce will beat it in one minute Troy sneezes the whole exchange there and then Shirley says, you don't have to, don't let them bother you about your sneeze. And they go, Shirley, you're not my mother. <laughs> and Pierce goes, she's not? not? He goes, 23 seconds. seconds. Credit roll. It's perfect. Ex it's absolutely perfect. There's our, it's, it's already times... joke, 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 joke. Mm -hmm. All layered really and stacked on top of each other. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's one incredible. of those things that I call, I call it, uh, it's like, I refer to it as Obama goggles, where it's essentially just like at this at this time period, no, seriously, at this time period, when we watched anything, we we looked at everything, and we were so okay with lampshading racist jokes, 
you know, by being like, that's racist. And they're like, it's okay, we can make these jokes because we were like, the president's black. Like, we've solved racism. Little did we know. (laughs) In white America, little did we know that, like, nope, (laughs) not the case. But it's it's one of those things you look back and it's just like, they, they really knew how to make these kind of jokes about that were racist but also about racist it just it's very strange it's the the only way i think they get away from it or get away with it is because it's not like a show that makes a joke that's on that borderline that everybody laughs at it's a show where one character makes that joke and the rest of them going hey that's fucking racist Uh, right like I can't think of any instances where someone doesn't say something like that and at least two characters don't go what Unless it's Pierce, right. in which case the whole the whole group rolls with it because they established it as a character. They're like they're he's, not he's the kind change. of guy that can only be waking up, uh, waking up by saying right. something like a racial discrimination lawsuit. It's not it's not like Big Bang Theory where Sheldon says something sexist, they play a laugh track, and then someone goes, "Sheldon, that's sexist," and then they never address it again. Like that's right. it's not one of those situations, right? There is never a doubt in my mind that the show community knows that everything that Pierce says is not okay. Like, that is not... Because sometimes you'll watch something and you're like, I think the joke is that this is bad, but I don't know if the show knows that. I don't know if the the show I'm watching is aware that what they're doing is terrible. Uh, But with community, there's never never a doubt uh, in my mind. Uh, uh, I would like to bring uh, the conversation over to one of my favorite characters in the entire community canon, uh, which is, of course, Professor Whitman, as played by uh, comedy superstar John Michael Higgins, who takes everything he's in and brings it up by a fucking letter grade. Uh, (laughs) Everything this fucking guy says kills me in this episode. Uh, when that when that girl falls class. off the desk and he's like, oh, nothing it's to see here. Best. Seize the day. Seize the day. I love the one of that's one of that's one of easily. I mean, I I say this about just about everything because it really like the show tickles me in a way that not many shows do. Like everybody, stand on your desks. Stand on your desks. Why, Why don't do we do you? this? <laughs> not to. And then immediately, one Oof. of the most brilliant pratfalls in TV history happens. It looks fucking brutal. That it looks, it looks like so painful. Dude. I was about to say, Whoever that whoever that stunt person is that did that fall, like kudos, because that shit looked painful. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks Carpe like that student DMC's fucking dies. The day. <laughs> he, acts, he does it so brilliantly. Oh, and then he just okay. Also, like towards the end of the episode, when eventually you know Britta, he so you know Jeff is trying desperately to show that he's trying to seize the day by doing exactly the opposite and he knows you know professor knows that he's not actually doing it and at the end Brit, she's like you know britta what happens why why does she owe him because it, he pulls her out of the whole abed situation am i am yes, i yes yes he resolves yeah. all so of that fixes, right resolves all of that britta 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 goes uh he goes i something she says i owe you and then she, she says kiss me and he's like yeah okay yeah for yeah. sure kisses her and then he said he goes day seized and there's this beautiful camera pan which is into it's structurally brilliant because it's britta walking off and you see jeff following her but in order to do that they pan the camera and in the background you watch the professor start climbing a tree, climbing a tree? Yeah. and it's just like the efficiency of storytelling is on it's brilliant it's so it's it's great it's great and it's funnier to watch him run over to the tree and start climbing it (laughs) than it would be to do like a cutaway to him Mm -hmm. like in the tree it's just using the fucking camera to tell a joke like comedies should do yeah it's 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 very good it's really great it's very good it's uh, very, very good. Uh, 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 a quick joke that I feel like it's easy to miss that I love is uh, Jeff lures Britta to the study room by saying that Ravi Shankar is there, and he lures <laughs> Abed's dad by saying that Weezer is there. Um, which You're is my Weezer. Where's Weezer? Uh, it's is so, Weezer? so funny. 
I speeches and guided missiles. Well, that's weird. I didn't track the Iraq metaphor. No, what the Iraq metaphor? I'm talking about your speeches and her guided missiles. Guided missiles. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Crazy. See. Well, also, also, and I we might be jumping to the end of the episode a little quick. But nah. Immediately following that exchange, Abed puts down the computer and makes them watch it, and both Britta and. Jeff are like looking at each other like what the hell and then Gooby is like destroyed and like no matter how many times I've seen that every time it pans to his just like tear fucking sodden face I get choked up because it's like oh fuck somehow in like a 23 minute episode they have nailed the dysfunction between this father and son and then told the quirkiest most weirdly edited <laughs> homemade film version of their life yeah. but like finally dad gets it yeah. and then he says he says i never told i never told you i blamed you and then uh abed says you didn't have to it's and it's like oh it's such a fucking it's strong moment it's it's what it's I think it's one of the first times where you start to see the format functioning as not just being able to make you laugh, but really making you understand that these are like they're real they're real people. Like you there's yeah. this really emotional it's it's I think it's what makes the show worth it is at a certain because at a certain point when you watch a show it's like it's laugh 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 the whole time you're like okay why am I here you know if you're mm. if you're watching The Office the only thing that keeps you coming back is the relationship between Jim and Pam like that's that kind of emotional yeah. you know payoff and the way that they're able to kind of mix it in you know and they do it a little bit in every episode with like you know some sort of like usually a jeff monologue and the, the group comes together and it's touching but the show really does excel at being able to have the audience have a very very strong emotional relationship with these characters and it's yeah. it's so exciting for a comedy to be able to do that yeah, and there, there's this underpinning of sadness that runs throughout this entire show. Just like, and it's not schmaltzy, it's like the sadness mm-hmm. of eh, sometimes a home breaks apart, or life, you know, suddenly you're 40 and life did not turn out the way that you thought it would. Uh, and, yeah, it, and it I just, see. it's there's this emotional richness, so you can have a cutaway to gooby and like at first you laugh because he's like crying at this insane video and then it like really can pull like a a choke out of you it can be both things simultaneously and i'm always always in favor of trying to pull off those multiple levels Mm -hmm. and it's very genuine you know like you said it's not schmaltzy it really it's 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 kind of amazing how genuine they can pull it with with this show oh oh completely unrelated the post-credit scene on this one is this the one where they're where the troy and abed are sitting on the couch and doing voices for them or is that no this is where they're crumping oh they're crumping yeah they're crumping uh which uh dates this show (laughs) dates this episode tremendously that they are crumping right a dance we all we all stop doing uh, Abed's am, am dad, of course. Am I crumping? Am I crumping? Is this am, crumping? I, am I crumping? Is this crumping? No. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, Abed's dad, of course, played by uh, Iqbal Theba, uh, who, if you're me, you know him as the principal from Glee. Uh, and uh, a fun fact that Community and Glee filmed on the same lot so they were always like running into each other their sound stages were like very close together um and that is a lot was relatively close as well yeah so that's how you can just like pull iqbal theba over from uh from the president being principal of mckinley high you just drag him on over for a couple scenes uh it's 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 good shit it's good shit i'm glad we did the glee crossover reference because that is a prime Oh, it's gone. Love, love Glee. Glee. Glee is a show, conversely, that did not age well at all. <laughs> uh, I I will stand pretty firm uh, by season one of Glee. I will I will mount a defense of season one. I sure. do find it pretty hard to defense much after that, especially when you get to right. like the school shooting episode of Glee or oh, God. the. <laughs> 
and it turns out it was the girl with Down syndrome and Glee. Yeah, Glee what? was an exceptional show. Glee was Caleb, something did you watch special. Glee? No, I didn't. I did not watch okay. Glee. Yeah, my wife did, fair. but I didn't catch it that early. I caught it near the okay. end, and it was uh, you caught kind of near the end. Apparently, there's like a Muppet episode. Of Glee? I think they also did in Community? They definitely they do. do. several times in Community. They definitely do. <laughs> Wowzers. Glee. It's the, what's the, what's the, it's, it's the, the feeling, feeling you get, you get when, when you your brain finally let lets your heart, heart get in its pants. Get in its pants. <laughs> Glee. Uh, everyone look out for a hundred million episodes from now when we get to uh, the season three Christmas <laughs> episode, which is a long form parody of Glee. Oh my goodness. Anything oh, else to say? I'm going to sing that whole fucking episode, guys. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sex. Oh, I, I watch the three community Christmas episodes every single Christmas, and they every never Christmas, fail good to kill me. They slay me I've every time. I've been doing it wrong. Time. I've been trying to watch Doctor Who Christmas episodes, but like, there's a new one every year for that, though. Long, we were slow, boring, British. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the fighting episode is almost, almost the best episode of season one. It is so fucking funny it's true so fucking funny uh well let's segue as we uh already have uh to uh the next episode of our discussion uh episode four of season one social uh psychology directed by anthony russo Mm uh written by liz uh kakowski this uh in this this is the jeff and shirley episode uh where they discover a mutual love of gossip uh, at the same time that Britta is uh, falling for Vaughn, as played by hey, what's uh, up? How's it going? Eric Christian Olsen. Uh, uh, <laughs> Professor Ian Duncan, played by John Oliver, returns to lead uh, a psychology experiment uh, with Annie. Uh, and we get the introduction <laughs> of... This is the introduction of several key community uh, supporting players. This is the first appearance of Garrett. Uh, when mm-hmm. when uh, Duncan yells at him, why don't you go kill John Lennon again? <laughs> Which is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, um, fun fact about this episode, one of Vaughn's stoner friends is in fact the guy who delivered Abed's group-ordered coffee the, in the previous episode. Yeah, in the previous who, episode, you, who is also Badger from Breaking Bad. Exactly. Who's, that's right. Who's also going. Zeke from The Office? Yeah, uh, that's Matt Jones, yeah. who's like uh-huh. a, a comedy guy. He's around. You'll see him on like two episodes of everything, and that is yeah. uh, just how he talks. <laughs> that like really raspy. Uh, yeah, super uh, raspy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy was your dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny, and that guy's just around. Uh, you have Vaughn, who's in like you know four or five episodes. Uh, one of my... Oh, he has a fun little arc. He has, he has a, a fun, fun little arc. arc. He bounces around the study room a little bit. Uh, but he is Eric Christian Olsen, who was <laughs> on, like... He was the funny, hot friend on 40 different sitcoms until he landed a role that took him away from Community on uh, NCIS, NCIS New Orleans, LA. where he's been for a hundred years. I'm sure it bought him, is like, four Orleans houses. Is it LA? I think he's uh, New Orleans. I think it's LA. But I'm gonna New dive Orleans right in. The- I'm doing it right now. It's uh, L.A. It's L.A. Oh, it is L.A. New Orleans is the one where watched. New Orleans is the one where Scott Bakula acts like uh, oh. <laughs> Jethro Gibbs acts like. Uh, oh fuck! I forgot Gibbs's name. Raylan Givens. No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can't help you. I don't think I've watched a single episode of that show in any of its iterations. <laughs> All forty-seven NCISs, the thirty-seven CSIs. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Who there knew was there was I, so I, much naval crime? My wife crime. opened the door and said, "Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon is Jethro Gibbs." Oh, from NCIS. okay, okay, okay. Uh, so I forget. Sorry. I have this. I have this very distinct memory in my brain from y'all. Remember Alf, right? The puppet, the alien life form. Yeah, he eats you know cats. About? He's from Melmac. We yeah. all remember Alf. Sure. Right. I certainly don't. <laughs> but I don't. I never really watched it, but I remember seeing you know because he had at a certain point there was Alf's hit talk show where he had like a late night sit set you know going on oh america had elf fever yeah it was wild and i just remember this one one of his bits and it was like his opening monologue he's like you know i'd never understood you know csi miami csi this and he goes i finally figured out what csi stands for copying same idea and i was like nice. <laughs> jesus 
Oh, Alf, you're a oh, you're a you're a card, Alf. You never you never know what that fucking guy's gonna say next. (laughs) He doesn't play by Hollywood's rules, Alf. No, he doesn't. Uh, He's not from here. He's not. He's from Melmac, and he just wants to get home. Of course, we all remember the finale of Alf. Where he gets finally gets caught by the FBI, who have threatened to dissect him for the entire length of the show Alf, and the last episode ends with him getting captured by the FBI. Uh, they were going to make more Alf, and they never did. So canonically, Alf has been dissected in a government lab <laughs> <laughs> through that guy's stuffing everywhere. Um, we all love Alf. Uh, this episode is also the the second appearance of Senor Chang. Uh, what, a community college Spanish teacher can't use 80 bucks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do they do stuff to your butt? What? No. Do they pay you more if you let them do stuff to your butt? Troy, no one does anything to your butt. All right, I'm still That's all right. (laughs) I I love that one because he says, that's all right, I'll do it. And it's just, oh. And then when he freaks out, he still brings it up. He said, you promised butt stuff. And then drags himself out the room. And then, Classic little throwaway one-liner in the background. This floor is so dusty. <laughs> uh, and well, welcome to it. The first like crawl off. The first of four hundred times Donald Glover will cry on the show community. <laughs> I hope you think Something it's funny because like it. it will continue to happen. Um, uh, the gem. My, one of my favorites, I know it's not the same episode, it's not even in this in this season, but when Pierce buys their handshake, and he's like, take take the money, and he's like, no. And he's like, or no, he wants to he wants them to do the shake with him. And he's like, earn your money, whore. And then Troy goes, no. <laughs> like, crying. No. Ow, whoa. Oh, fuck no. me. It reminds me it's of... So- Every, every time I watch this particular breakdown, it takes me back to that Derek comedy sketch where Donald Glover plays a, a new kid who comes into class and immediately poops his pants. And, and then he, he leaves and he comes back and he's like, I'm the principal. I heard somebody pooped their pants. Oh, it is uh, exceptionally Wait, is funny. Is it the one... He says, I like to skateboard. My name's Brian. I like to skateboard. I never do anything to ruin our friendship like poop my pants. pants. It's so (laughs) wild. And then he went on to make This Is America. Yeah. Ooh, I saw that live, folks. It was in... I went and saw him in Chicago last year. It was fucking something. It was like church. It was like Damn, speaking, I believe of which, that. speaking of which, he just put out a new album. Like I was just about to say, to a little this... bit. It was fantastic. I actually <laughs> caught the live stream when he put it on Donald Glover Presents. Yeah. And then he took it off after 12 hours. I mean, it, it bangs. It's a great album. I feel privileged because there are songs in that album I heard at his live show in September 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just wow. actually put out music since then. So yeah. I've heard, I've heard uh, a couple of those songs. Like They started... He started rapping, and I was like, oh, I, I know, know this. To this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know yeah. what's about to happen. No. Yeah. Wow. He finally, he finally put a couple of those singles he released on albums. Like, uh, yeah, Summertime. It, it feels, uh, feels, like, like yeah, summer. Summer. feels Like Summer. Feels Like Summer. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we all like uh, Donald Glover, who will go on to become a media luminary, one of the most important and acclaimed figures, uh, a multi-hyphenate, but is seen here crying and crawling on the floor. (laughs) Because he didn't get butt stuff. Because he did. uh, Because he had to wait in the The experiment. The Soul Train Awards were on tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for you. The, the 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 monologue, the plea to Annie, where he drops to his knees. Uh, it's just I, I, I would put like, <laughs> like I would like he has a pee. I would put money on the table, willing to bet that at least half of that plea that he does to Annie at the end was improvised. Almost a hundred percent of it. Like Soul Train Awards are not in the script. Like the the <laughs> script basically said like Troy freaks out and leaves. And so in your head you maybe picture like on the page it's the same as the senior Chang flip out where he flips out immediately. <laughs> if it starts at nine, it starts at New Wave. 
It starts at nine. It starts at no way, <laughs> Houston, we have an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, exceptional stuff. But yeah, so he improvs that entire thing. I like that Troy has like two scenes, and it's virtually all we've talked about for this entire episode so far. He's <laughs> yeah, it's true. Meanwhile, it's true. this is like our first like real dive into Cheryl. Surely. Surely, I keep doing that. Why do I keep doing that? Surely, <laughs> I love her so much in this episode. Like, we Obviously. really get to see, like, you know, we get that kind of dichotomy of mm, that's nice to like her just talking about Vaughn's tiny nipples, you know, like really <laughs> stirring the pot, as they say. She's a pot stirrer. What's, what's the one? They, call, they, they called her, they called me Tatalina. 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 It's a bumblebee nickname. It's cute, but it stings. But it stings. <laughs> uh, and and Shirley is a character that this show will kind of struggle to keep coming up with good storylines for, or to or to continue to feature. Certainly to the same extent of like a Jeff or an Abed or a Britta, where they'll really like run wild with them. Uh, but yeah. they figure out what they should have done so early. Like they get to the root of this character immediately. And we'll just yeah. kind of continue to stumble on it going forward, uh, which is which is unfortunate. I think yeah, I think it's I think it's a bit. Uh, it would be it's a little difficult because they hit her with such a strong character foundation right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But that foundation is her tendency to stir the pot, and if we really leaned into that, every episode potentially would be her causing issues by doing that. So they kind of had to pull away from it a little bit. But it definitely, you know, it's, it's yeah, they struggle to find a way to keep her involved without making her the, the source of conflict. Of all the strange joking and, like, <clears throat> misanthropic, uh, like, stereotypical traits they'll give characters throughout the duration of the show, it is slightly a bummer to me that, like, the first time Shirley feels... Like a character with beef, it's when they make her a gossipy housewife. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I like this character a lot, but holy shit, is it a stereotype? Yeah, Luckily, yeah, yeah. it's really the only episode for a while you'll see her as that. Mm -hmm. um, I think season two has tremendous amounts of character development for Shirley. For sure. Um, oh, yeah. But like... The, that the they first time you in, really like, the first get in with her, too. they get you in with like a... a, 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 like a like, like we're carp and they threw a fishing hook with bread on it at us. We were like, oh, yeah, that. And then later we felt like shit. We we're like, oh, that's kind of dumb. Oh, stupid. But, I got uh, caught on the dang hook. I'm such an idiot trap. <laughs> stupid magic carp. Dumb fucking trout. Fucking idiot. <laughs> dumb fucking trout. Dumb fucking I'm just going to start tree. yelling at my fish when I throw them in the frying pan. <laughs> stupid fucking salmon. Shouldn't have got fucking caught, you idiot. Could have been happy, you little bitch. Dumb fucking idiot. You're sushi. You're cold. Wow. You ain't even get cooked. Stupid a lot of aggression towards fish. <laughs> I'm feeling it. You know, because they get to be outside right now, and I don't. I'm cooped. I'm a, I'm in a chicken coop, and the fish get would to you, be outside. Would you call underwater outside? Yes. Because I don't think fish catch corona. Is there a dang house Probably around them? Are they? Dogs. Is there a fucking roof over the ocean? I don't think so. They are out of doors. <laughs> they are out of, they out are of doors. Strictly by definition, I would have to agree with that. If you're swimming in the fucking creek, you ain't inside. That's in all. In the creek. Where are you from? Missouri. Yeah, you can't swim up. You can't come out of the creek. You gotta stay under. You're gonna drown in like a minute. You're gonna drown. Not well, you a fish. Not if you a fish. Not if you a Not dumb you a fish. fucking fish. You stupid idiot. <laughs> Goddamn fish. Uh, yeah. Uh, did slightly became a New York version of Martin Lawrence high on ecstasy in Bad Boys 2. It's a very specific <laughs> reference, but you you did it. When you also no, hit you me know. in the ass. That's my uh, Bad Boys 2. It's all I remember from Bad <laughs> Boys 2. Well, he gets high on ecstasy and he looks at a fish hung on the wall and goes, that's a big fucking fish. It's got big eyes. That's a nice fish. <laughs> Mike Lowry. 
Uh, I love Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is a uh, horrible, gratuitous masterpiece. And I, uh, Dude, Bad Boys 3 is the same. Oh, I didn't see. It's the same. I saw, the I saw that in theaters the week after I got to see <clears throat> that... Uh, that Guy Ritchie movie that came out. Fuck. What was that movie called? The Gentleman. Yeah, I watched The Gentleman, which Guy Ritchie is a very fucking I make my movies kind of director. And then a For week sure. later, watched a fucking Michael Bay movie, a Michael Bay Bad Boys movie. And it was like, oh boy, yeah. I just, I'm a genre film editor now because these guys only make one thing. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay, he no make Bad Boys 3, though. He ain't in it. That ain't Michael Bay. He produced it. Oh, well, that's probably true. That's oh, he paid for it, but he didn't make it. No, he didn't direct it. He's busy, uh, I don't know, counting up. his money. Counting his yeah, money? Well, <laughs> counting his money. Well, he put out that Netflix movie that everybody hated, Six Underground, like right before Bad Boys came, like a month before Bad I've Boys came I've literally never heard of that um, movie. It's got Ryan Reynolds. It's Bad Boys with and, Ryan Reynolds uh, and a bunch of other hot Normally... <laughs> Normally, I am very on board for a Michael Bay or a Ryan Reynolds, but everyone has described that movie as unwatchable, so I didn't watch it. It's just bad boys with hotter people. That's it. That's all it is. No, they need to be kind of ugly people. (laughs) They need to be Mm. unconventional people like Martin Lawrence. Nothing against the guy, personally, except for all the sexual harassment allegations. But (laughs) I... <laughs> yeah, so uh Martin Lawrence, you've been dragged. Uh keep counting your money. Martin Lawrence uh, been dragged. You've been dragged. You basic. You've been dragged. Uh, you basic. Uh Yeah, that's uh that's the advanced community studies fucking drag of the week is old Martin Lawrence. Uh rake that guy through the mud. Uh did you know that uh the the character of Vaughn was supposed to be played by another actor who actually had small nipples? Uh, but they had to last minute recast him with Eric Christian Olsen, and that's why he's got fucking putty around his nipples to make them all small. Oh my God. They fucking they got some play doh slapped on those nips. Who was it supposed uh, to be? To make them look small. Uh, somebody else. Oh, I don't know. Little, Dan no, Harmon okay. says it on like the commentary. Uh, it, he says it on the commentary of this episode that I watched like four years ago, and I remember it, it wasn't stuck. supposed to be Eric it Christian Olsen. Like I can't remember who it was. <laughs> That's funny. I went went through some horrible depressive times in high school where I just would watch this show and its commentaries on sort of an endless loop. <laughs> this this fucking Ouroboros of depression that self-fed itself. Uh, so I Kevin, remember a lot. Firing minds need to know who has tiny nipples in Hollywood. Well, give me 30 seconds. I'm going to go pop my DVDs back in the fucking PS4 and I'll get back to you. I'll let you know who it was supposed to be. Hey, uh, guys, I have to I have to admit to a crime I committed. Uh-oh. I wrote a movie review and talked about Bad Boys for Life as if it were directed and produced by Michael Bay. And he did neither of those things. Oh, <laughs> he didn't even shit. fucking produce it. He didn't even fucking produce it. You ooh, ooh. you did a crime. I did a serious crime. <laughs> I thought you were going to admit to pirating music. Oh, no. That's not a crime. That's just... A, it depends the on FBI when you did it. Disagrees. It depends on when you did it. If you did it before 2012, you're fine. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show within a show, Movie Crimes. Uh, Caleb has uh, indeed committed a movie crime and is going to be on trial. Uh, Jace, uh, presiding judge, uh, what do you decree as punishment for Caleb for committing such a movie crime? I believe that he... Um, deserves to go where Alf is and be... Am uh, I being sentenced by John F. Kennedy? <laughs> I uh, say that he is going to get the uh, uh, Alf treatment. Uh, <laughs> he should be punished to the full extent of the law. As it applies to uh, uh, Alf, the alien life form. Yo, yo you, you know what makes this worse? Is it was directed by two minority gentlemen who haven't directed much and they should have gotten some time in the spotlight but i was just like this movie feels like a michael bay movie this must have been michael bay i assume it must did you see all those explosions it has to be explosions and boobs it's just michael bay it must be michael bay uh, it was supposed to be Joe Carnahan, uh, but then it wasn't him either. It was just uh, someone uh, whose name escapes every living human being. I apologize to the director of Bad Boys for Life, but uh, no it one knows Adil your name. It was Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Yeah. Yep. 
Two guys that have literally not done. Oh yeah, those guys. I love those. Oh guys. yeah, those guys. I <laughs> those love are my it. favorite guys. Those are my favorite guys. The best. So good. Oh my I God. love them. So, community at the end of uh, the <laughs> Kevin shakes his head. Don't nope. don't try and bring this back to the topic of the show. <laughs> it's over. There's the post credit scene that I wanted to get to earlier that I was jumping the gun with for uh, episode four is. Uh, they are uh, they it's Troy and Abed on their couch as we shall see many times more. Uh, oh yes. Deciding to give voices to a bunch of other students who are all decidedly older than the average college student, just trying to study, but they're giving them voices like uh, <laughs> like he's like he's like whoa man Bonnaroo's no 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 Burning Man's crazy this year and you know and like uh I'm Dr. Doogie Seacrest (laughs) I'm Dr. Doogie Seacrest (laughs) and then Jeff goes you know we can hear you right just act like you're asleep just act like you're asleep asleep. (laughs) and then they all just look up I, I also love the fact that not a single other person says anything which to me as an actor immediately goes Nice. They did not have to pay those guys anything. <laughs> those are extras. That yep, got they did not even get a speaking part. Uh, you pay them um, as no. a fucking extra. The long-haired guy comes back, doesn't he? I am unsure if he is the same dreadlocks guy that Shirley will favor in the Chicken Fingers episode. I am unsure. No, uh, no, no. The, the, the long-haired guy in the dude. post-credits is a white dude. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Not I'm pretty sure. Not the. I'm pretty sure. I love the Desperate Housewives. No. The other guy. No, not that guy. <laughs> Burning Man. Um, oh God, no, that's not the same. No, I think. That, I didn't think so. Um, I think the white dude with long hair that was a Burning Man, <laughs> according to Troy and Abed. Yeah. I think he's the guy that was in the Who's the Boss class, sitting in the front row. What? Oh, we're gonna have to fucking. All right, hold on to that pin. Uh, for almost two full seasons of television until we get to like yeah, season two, episode thought, 21. Uh, and then we'll just pin the thought, just hold the pin, you just know? Hold the Dr. pin. Dr. Diggy Seacrest. Dr. Diggy Seacrest. I'm Dr. Diggy Seacrest. Oh my god. Brilliant, brilliant reference to uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Ryan Seacrest simultaneously. We love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, exceptional. So, uh, on, the, on the screen share, I've pulled up. The great yeah. community rankings list. Uh, at this time, point, point, point. we need to decide where these episodes rank uh, amongst the two episodes we already have ranked. Uh, the top episode right now is the pilot, and the bottom episode right now is Spanish 101. Uh, so, introduction so to film. I say it's our new number one. Professor Whitman fucking takes this to another level for me. And I yeah. and it has and that the, great the finale is something else. is really I good. Think it, I think it also does another really great service to the show in setting up structurally what's kind of the foundation of the rest of the run. Yeah. So I'm I might have to agree with you. I think episode three might be at number one, which means Caleb, your vote does not matter. <laughs> Well, I was going to put three above, above uh, number one as well. Oh, well, hell yeah. There you go. The oh, three okay. for three. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> well, two for three. I mean, still sends you to Hollywood, but three makes you feel better. Mm, yeah. 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 You got, you American got Idol. that for you. It's still on. We all still watch it. We all still love it. Season 400 don't, don't of American me, Idol. Kevin. Don't speak for me, Kevin. I don't watch that. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, he devours it, is what he was going to do that they were trying to say. Yes, I ravenously <laughs> consume American Idol. Uh, I don't watch it. I consume it. I it's dissect my life. it me like force. ALF. I take an episode of American Idol and I ALF it. And I break it down to its DNA. I see what makes these moving parts it. tick. Troy is giving me life force. <laughs> All right. And now we must decide the ranking of episode four, Social Psychology. This one is hurt a little bit. It's a very funny episode. It's hurt a little bit for me by giving us this weak sauce Jeff Winger, where for one episode, he's like a sad feelings boy who can't get over the girl he likes, which is 
not the characterization yeah. of this guy going forward. No, it's weird. Yeah. He's Jim Halpert for one episode. Subplot thing. Yeah. It was definitely for the subplot, you know, the Jeff and Britta thing, which they eventually somewhat abandoned, but not really. I don't know. I would, um, hmm. This, this is a tricky one. What, it's a, what it's happens tr- in episode two? Like, what? <laughs> uh, it. Pierce uh, and Jeff do the little uh, 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 thing, and it's also the uh, protest. Oh yeah, uh, and it's 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 a funny episode. It's a little wonky. It's, it's, it's Donde Esta though. Uh, so. it, oh fuck! I, the post credit scenes, if they count, boy, the that elevates is enough to loft it up. Post credits are their own thing. I I I don't know if I could rank the post credit scenes because they're all so good. Oh, good we job. You rank- just guaranteed we're going to rank all the post-credit scenes at the end of this. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to. I mean, <laughs> all right. I do think sub-list within the... the so sub-list, we got, oh, we got one, one A uh, Spanish rap. <laughs> all, always number one. Uh, one B is crumping, which is, of course, below the Spanish rap. Uh, and then right. I, I'm i going to say... Well, actually, one B is going to be... Uh, Doogie Seacrest? Doogie, uh, Doogie, <laughs> Seacrest, Dr. Doogie Seacrest. Which is uh, what this will forever be called. Doogie Seacrest. Uh, great. So oh, so we are wait, also ranking one. the tags, I guess. We've decided that we're doing that. It, I mean, they are so good. They're really and good. Um, so let's, let's, let's vote on uh, episode four. I'm going to put... Uh, I'm going to put episode four. My vote is that it's in third place. It's going to bump Spanish 101 down a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little hard, hard pressed on that one. I I think Spanish 101 and Episode Four are kind of like they're on the same level for me, honestly. They're pretty cl- comparable. Spanish 101 has like a few good Jeff Zingers and that Chang monologue, um, but <laughs> the, but Social Psychology has all the stuff with Vaughn, which is like a stereotype, but it's very funny, has all the stuff with right. Duncan, the Duncan principle. The Duncan principle. Yeah, which is, which is sure. really fantastic. Yeah, okay. So I Yeah, say, I'm going to hold that as my, that's my rank three. Alright. Uh, I would agree, and uh, Caleb? I agree too. Exceptional. Damn, so we are uh, also so good at this. Yes, yeah, so synergistic, <laughs> some would say. Um, when Troy says that the Soul Train Awards were on tonight, the, for <laughs> years I thought he said that he was soldiering on through the night, which also made sense. I mean, it's funny, but yeah, that's definitely the, not. When it. I had the subtitles on and it said the Soul Train Awards were on tonight, I was like, hold on, this just got so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, excellent work. And what's we've, the t- we've done it. Wait, we got one more tag. We got one more tag. No, the pilot has no tag. Uh, there we go. We pilot, pilot no got no tag. It doesn't? No. it go, It's Jeff walks back into the library and then that's it. As like Matt and yeah. Kim plays on the soundtrack or some shit. Do, 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 do. You're, not, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely wow. right. No tag. No Look tag. at that. Exceptional work. And so they have been ranked... Who needs the Olympics when we've got the great community rankings? <laughs> uh, exceptional. Uh, any new uh, plugs from last week, folks? Study group? Um, my wife and I, Amanda, uh, are putting together our... My wife. My wife. Yes. If you listen to the Brothers McElroy, you understand no one can say my wife without Griffin's <laughs> screaming, my wife. My wife. If you don't listen to the Brothers Macaroy, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I thought that was a Borat reference. It is. It is. The Macaroy Brothers host a podcast, and they reference that every time one of them references one of their wives. It's the Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's the worst. Uh, But it's also the best. No, um, Amanda and I are doing... So I run a blog called Nerdy Bits. This is a little long-winded, but I'll try and be short. Um, And she's done fitness stuff for years. And we wanted to put the two together because Nerdy Bits has such a easily portmanteaued and adjusted name that we wanted to do a nerdy fit where yeah, we talk about games and nerdy TV shows and work out and like try to help people get in shape. And I'm tremendously out of shape and I'm getting in shape now when I'm not allowed to go outside, which is so many different levels of irony. That's how um, you do it. <clears throat> <laughs> but I spent six hours today 
editing our intro video and our fun facts video, introducing people to us, and then like a bumper stinger with all of our our family and a really cheery song from Monster Cat because I licensed their music, and those will be coming out tomorrow. If you're listening to this later, then they'll already be out. But uh, for you guys here in the chat tonight, um, it'll be coming out tomorrow afternoon. I'll post it on YouTube and Facebook and all that good shit. Are you guys gonna do like a like? Because I've seen I've seen it done before. Instead of like a drinking game, there's like workout games when you watch something. Anytime a character does this, do like ten sit-ups. Anytime somebody does this, are you gonna do stuff like that? Like we yeah, actually we talked about this yesterday because we watched The Witcher first two episodes, and I was like, look at that full circle. Every time Geralt says something that makes us hang our head a little bit, we have to do (laughs) sit-ups. Right. Every um, every so, time Geralt is a sarcastic little bitch, you have to do <laughs> seven crunches. Uh, every time uh, Dandelion, uh, you know, uh, uh, crumbles under pressure. Every time uh, Yennefer uh, scoffs in the face of a man, uh, you will be the fittest the worst, person on earth. Yeah. See, the worst the worst part is she's she's gonna she's gonna in, uh, enforce a rule against me that any time I sing toss a coin to your Witcher. I have to do ten push-ups. Just in, I, real life. Just in real life. No, in real life. I've been, I've been singing it all day, and she's like, "If you sing it again, you're gonna have to start doing things because you've done it." And I was like, "All right." It's so stuck I'm gonna in come, your fucking I'll be back on the episode weeks. next week with the biggest fucking chest because I'll have done seven thousand push-ups between today Don't and then. Get your legs. Don't come out of quarantine with chicken legs and big shoulders. Okay, now. I look like Mister Fi- uh, not Mister Fantastic, Mister Incredible. well i don't have anything to plug so what i'm gonna do is actually i'm gonna do a little bit on this we're being recorded on trans day of visibility uh and as the resident trans folk i'm going to give a shout out to my favorite trans drag queen named junior mint if you want to follow her on instagram it's junior mint with two t's at the end and she started doing this thing every sunday she goes live she does a little what she's calling like a surf her sunday service and she just kind of checks in with everybody and she talks about her you know she's got her little bong with her she's got her little glass of tequila and she just chats around and she's just an incredible performer with an incredible platform and she does really great stuff in the brooklyn area give her a shout out tip her you know throw some money at your uh, at your drag performer friends you know the, these are the people that are going to get hit real hard by this thing going on and uh you know this is my community and uh anytime i get a little bit of a platform i like to kind of share the wealth a little bit and I, I, she doesn't need my help particularly but i mean if you're into that kind of stuff which i'm sure would be a really interesting intersection with the target audience for this this podcast um Go ahead, give her a little a little look. See, I'm gonna try and uh, for for the foreseeable future, maybe maybe have like a, a drag performer to give a shout out to at the end of every episode, unless yeah. I have some plug. But That's at this great. point, I don't really have anything. So, uh, give her give her a little a little follow. I love her dearly. I went to school with her, and they are they're they're amazing. I love them so much. So give them money, give them follows, and uh, if you're in Brooklyn, once this is all done, go check out her show. She's got this great. Uh, show that she does called in living color which is focused on trans poc drag performers or drag burlesque go-go dance like stripping cake sitting like literally anything your little queer heart desires like give her a follow she's got some great stuff and uh yeah you know trans is beautiful and uh let's keep that energy moving throughout the rest of this year how about that okay yeah 100 i didn't i didn't realize that was what today was kevin and i worked yeah. with a pretty pretty amazing drag performer as well so shout out to tiffany sapphire too hey look at that we love to see it yeah i've seen her perform a few times and it's been a while since i've been back to any drag show i feel bad about that i just realized i haven't been back in like two years what happened to my my life i I mean i guess you had a child yeah that'll do it (laughs) oh fuck good point that'll do it i I mean i think i think actually i found the crossover uh since i'm sure a lot of people listening you know are very avid in the twitch community twitch is very recently getting a whole new group of drag performers doing performances over twitch and i think that's a really smart use of the platform so uh i found how to tie it in and i'm sticking with it absolutely (laughs) uh well done uh i 
I can't top that with my bullshit, so we're gonna say goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> well, Kev, Kev, mine was mine was one we could share. We oh, could okay. share the the second half of mine because we both worked with Tiffany. Yes, exactly. So great. Uh, yeah. We are co we co plugged it, uh, and uh, next week uh, <laughs> we will cover. That oh, I swear to God, I wanted to make that joke and I didn't want to. I'll make Jace the butt did, jokes. I'll make Jace the butt jokes. Don't worry. Me and Troy. Troy and I will make the butt jokes. <laughs> Exceptional. Uh, next week we cover two very funny episodes of Community. Uh, we hope you stop by. Uh, pop, pop. Pop, pop. Uh, David and P. David and P. That's our theme song. Just fucking clip that and put it in the beginning and end of every episode. That's it. That's what I got. <laughs>